Welcome to the Business Design Podcast. I'm Dr. Kent. And I'm Randy Baker. And today and every day we talk to interesting guests who have something important to say about business design. Today we're talking with Sherry Kuhn who is an EOS expert. Uh, You're going to have to listen to the interview to understand what EOS stands for. And she talks today about how using systems makes it so much easier to create the business you want and to drive it in the direction you want it to be going in. And we talk about Alaska and a few other things as well. So here we go, here's Sherry Kuhn, I hope you enjoy this interview. So hi, Sherry. I see over your left shoulder a whole stack of books (laughs) called Traction. Do you want to tell me about that? Well, Traction sort of really changed my life forever when I first discovered that book. It was quite an accident, actually, thanks to Amazon's algorithms, right? Always recommending things to you based on other Mm -hmm. things that you were reading. So that came into my life, I bet it's been six years ago now, when I was running a business that was growing crazy out of control. And we were trying to get a handle on that by reading everything that Jim Collins and Patrick Lancioni and people like that have put out there. And and we found traction. And to me, it was the holy grail of how to run your business. And uh, we mm-hmm. set about doing that. It can, talks about the system called the entrepreneurial operating system. And it's just a way to really kind of harmonize all the moving parts of your business and bring them together in a really complete way. And so that's kind of got started me on the on my trajectory that I'm on now. Right. Okay. So it's all because of a book. Yep. So you can you can blame you can blame a book on your success. Yeah? That's right. You and Gino Wickman. Thank you, Gino. <laughs> so I want to take you back a little bit. Before we started recording, you said you'd been you were born in Germany. Tell yes. me about your early years. Your your father was in the forces? So my dad was in the army, and that's why we were there. I would love to say that it was a wonderful time, but I left when I was nine months old, so don't remember, oh, you don't remember much, much. Of, of living there, you know, and then we made it to Kansas and, and Washington. But ultimately, you know, my parents uh, split when I was only about three, and there were two younger than me, so we were boom, boom, boom. And my mother drove the three of us very young girls up to Alaska and decided that's where she was going to raise three girls on her own. And that is what she did. We moved around a lot. I think I've been to 13 different schools all before the ninth grade. (laughs) And uh, so resiliency was uh, embedded early for me. And, um, you know, there's there's always things that we look back and go, how could I have done that differently or what would I have done differently? But I do think that shaped who I am today. A lot of perseverance came out of that and um, and a, you know, a lot strong work ethic and all of those things that we talk about now. So that was, I had a very interesting childhood. <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's pursue that a little bit more. Um, how many years were you in Alaska? Ten? Until I graduated high school, uh, which oh, I did when I was 17 oh. and uh, couldn't wait to get out. So I, I spent my entire young life there. So was that something of an outdoor life or were you sort of more of a book type person? I was definitely a book type person, but my mother is not. And so she would take us camping and fishing often. We spent a lot of time on the Kenai River trails. 
building igloos in the winter outside in our yard and mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. those sorts of things. But I definitely was a bookworm, and my two younger sisters would, would attest to that. I was the nerdy, right. you know, bookworm older sister. So is there, is there a moment during your your childhood or your adolescence where it became apparent that you were heading in the direction that you've ended up in? You know, really not at all. I didn't have any mentoring when I was young, and mm-hmm. which is why I'm so passionate about that now and, and doing that as often as I can for other young people. I did not really get on the trajectory that I'm on now probably until I was into my 40s. So, you know, I just, I worked. I learned things quickly, so I was able to kind of move in and around jobs pretty easily, but I never really had a career. Uh, When I did get married back in the mid-90s and got my teaching degree at that time, you know, that was the first really kind of professional thing that I had done at that point, and that has served me well, by the way, that that teaching degree because I feel like now I teach, but I just teach adults mm-hmm. <laughs> when I'm in session with them. Uh, but um, no, I never in a million years, right, would would I have seen myself where I am now or thought that I even had that capacity or ability. Interesting. So you is it fair to say that you almost fell into what you're doing now? Uh, yes, it is yeah. fair to say that. And I attribute a lot of that to one man, my first real mentor and and business partner um, at my last, at the company that we ran uh, together for many years um, here in Wenatchee. So that I owe him a lot. He's the one that saw that potential and knew that I could do those things and then gave me the space to do it. Now, there's there's a big thing there, giving you the space. A lot of people see the potential Mm -hmm. but try to mold you instead of letting you develop. Talk to me about EOS. Tell me why that is so great. It really does... You know, we talk about that it helps you to get better at three things we call vision, traction, healthy. And it just means vision, getting that leadership team on the same page with your vision and plan. Traction is that piece that provides the tools and the discipline so that you're executing on that. And healthy is exactly what it sounds like, helping you work better together as a team. Because you and I both know a lot of times leaders don't always work that well together as a team. And we eventually run that down through your entire business. And you think about it, people who especially entrepreneurs are really good at this thing that they do. They have a passion for whatever it is that they're in Mm -hmm. business for, but the business of running the business is often lost on them. This provides the business of running the business and it's completely business agnostic. So it really doesn't matter what you do. I have nonprofits, hospitals, contractors. It, It really doesn't matter what business you're in. It's a framework to kind of manage the human energy in your business. Mm-hmm. And bring all the moving parts together in a way that's really simple, not easy, <laughs> but, but simple to do. Well, I, I talk about simplicity a lot. I like things being simple. We, in the 21st century, um, <laughs> I, I can never work out my dates. Um, I know. I'm lucky to know what, well, I'm I'm lucky to know what day it is, but um, <laughs> the, these days we we like to – particularly business owners, they like to wear as a badge of honour their hustle, their 60, 80, 100-hour weeks, their exhaustion, their uh, everything. That we can't, we've come to um, uplift those people as being good examples of what you have to do to build a business. Right. Do you think that is necessary? No. I really don't. Maybe in those early days when you are wearing all the hats because you don't have the revenue to actually start 
right? Creating extensions of mm-hmm. yourself, something that we teach that delegate and elevate to your unique ability in the business. Um, but you end up doing more harm than good in the long run. And you look at the statistics and that is why so many businesses fail. That brute force can only get you so far mm-hmm. in an organization. At some point, you need to bring in some structure, some clarity, some process. It will set you free as a business owner. And that's what some of them fear, Randy. They they are afraid that we're going to take away their nimbleness or take away their entrepreneurial spirit. But really, we're going to free them up to be great at those things because we're going to create a structure around them so the business can thrive and grow and, and allow them to, to be where they need to be. Mm-hmm. We call that living their best EOS life, right? That's what we want for them. Right. So I, I talk about and call it filling your gaps. I mean, my... Mm-hmm. My philosophy is if you're not good at marketing, you can read all the books, you can take all the courses, you can study it real hard, you can spend hours and hours and hours becoming very mediocre at it. So why don't you do the things you're good at and pay somebody else to do the things they're good at? Exactly. Exactly. Rising up to what you do best and letting other people do what they do best. We call that letting go of the vine and sometimes um, entrepreneurs struggle with that a little bit. Yeah, they do. They do, mm-hmm. and the VC world likes to to tell the CEO that they need to be good at everything. So in in the start in the startup world, yeah, there's a lot of VCs out there, Randy, right now that are actually requiring their companies to run on EOS. So they have started to see the value. Interesting. Of something yeah. that makes you scalable and consistent and more profitable. So um, yeah. it adds multipliers to their to their portfolio. Well, that's certainly something that's very interesting and has been a change over the last maybe a couple of years, but mm-hmm. that's very interesting. Planning. Talk to me about planning. Well, there's planning and then there's actually executing on your plans. Those are two really different things, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I really saw the value of what EOS did for my business and now ultimately for the businesses of all of my clients, because that's all I do full time now is I work with leadership teams helping them implement EOS in their business. And I thought, wow, this works so great for us in our business. I wonder what this would do for me in my life. What if I ran my life like this? Mm -hmm. And so I started doing that probably five years ago. And Randy, I, that first quarter that I really started, EOS runs on these quarterly units, right? We set these 90-day rocks, these priorities for our life over the next 90 days, chipping away at our long-term goals 90 days at a time getting really intentional and focused about the most important things we need to be working on instead of trying to do all the things. And that was a game changer for me in my life. I have accomplished more in that time, probably than the entire span of my life prior to that, simply Mm -hmm. by being intentional about Mm -hmm. what I'm doing and where I'm going and getting rid of those things that aren't serving me and aren't growing me in that direction. And that's what prompted me to pull together the perfect planner, which is kind of this little side hustle business that I have that brings that to your life, right? It is a way to help you be more productive, but less busy. Because let's face mm. it, we we don't, I think going back to your badge of honor, being busy is a badge of honor. But there's not, it's not very productive though, most of the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not for me. I, I, my badge of honor is not being busy. My badge of honor is... <laughs> is having plenty of time to take vacations and plenty of time to spend time with my family and and not work until be. 10 or 11 or 2, you know. Right. If I work 40 hours a week, I've had a big week. So, mm-hmm. And that's it's all I agree with you in terms of intent. It's what you do, what you 
I like to work backwards. I plan a year out and work backwards, mm -hmm. saying what do I have to do today to get there in 12 months. And that's um, what we do, and that's what the planner does, right? We yeah. take you all the way out even. what's In three years, what do I want my life to look like? Well, if that's what yeah. I want in three years, what needs to happen this year? What are the most important things that have to get done this year? This is what I need to have done this year. What do I need to get done this quarter? Right, and we just make that, we just climb that ladder one quarter at a time. Yeah, people, people laugh at me because my wife and I like to go on a big vacation every year and we always plan it at least a year ahead and pay for it a year ahead. So just before we go on this year's vacation, we've planned the next one. So every every year we've got our vacation already planned and paid for and it's all good. And people laugh because they say, how do you know what you're going to be wanting in 12 months' time? Well, <laughs> we do. Uh, we just live life that way. We, we live life intentionally. We know what we're going to do. And we found that when we do that, when things go wrong, it's much easier to adapt. And I suspect right. the same in business with the EOS system. When things go mm -hmm. wrong, you can adapt much quicker. Right. We don't get really concrete and specific until we get down to the quarter and even the year. So there's we've got direction that's clear and defined, but not you haven't spent so much time mapping out all the details well out into the future that you can't pivot or be nimble. Even when COVID hit, with my clients, it's like, well, this is just an issue, an issue that we need to solve. What do we need to do? Rather than just throwing up our hands and yeah, yeah. <laughs> panicking uh, and <laughs> running around like a chicken with its head cut off. It's problem solving is, right. is the secret. So two more questions. We like to keep these short and punchy. First question, I want to take you <laughs> back to when you were six, seven, eight years of age in Alaska. Uh-huh. It's cold. It's winter. And you're sitting down, in front, sitting down in front of the fire and your mom's looking at you. What is her hopes for you? Oh, boy, it's too bad I don't, uh, can't just give her up a call and ask her. Um, you know, I really think that, like, I'm sure like most parents, she just really wanted us to be happy and healthy, right? I don't know that she had any particular career aspirations for us mm -hmm. because she grew up, you know, not having any of that either, not having that direction right. or mentoring almost kind of like uh, being a victim of her, of her circumstances. That was the mentality that she had, and it's the mentality that I grew up with, that I don't have a lot of control over where my life goes. I just have to go where it leads me. So I'm sure that her hope for us was that it led us someplace awesome. I have since come to realize that I have absolute control over where my life goes, <laughs> and, I have and I take full ownership and responsibility for all the good things and all the bad things that are in my life, rather than complaining mm -hmm. or casting blame in other places. And that was a hard 180 for me to overcome a lifetime <laughs> of, of this is how things are and understanding that's really not how things need to be. So um, That's very interesting because you grow up under this cloud of victimhood, mm -hmm. which may not have been obvious that you're under that cloud. But no, it, sounds I, like you it were. was not for me. It was not for me. Yeah. I just thought that was normal and because it is for so many people still. Yeah, yeah. And then at some point you made a conscious decision to not live in that state. Correct. And that's when everything changed for you? It's a lot of it. You know, uh, yeah. again, my mentor, Jeff Kerpus, had a big part in that. And I then became an avid consumer of really great books, you know, not just, but a lot of mm -hmm. people write about how our brains work and how we can be better and how, and so I have done so much of that and then not just read it, but put it into practice. So, um, yeah. Yeah, cool. 
And then the final question that I have for you is there's a lot of people, you, you just have to scratch the internet and you're going to find people telling you that they have the secret sauce, they have the silver bullet, they have the, the, <laughs> uh, the simple path to success. All you have to do is pay them $7,000 and do their six-week program and away you go. What makes you different or unique in comparison to those folk? You mean me or EOS in particular? Because I don't get to take credit for what I do with EOS. It's well, not my own invention, right? Right. Um, <laughs> so, so no, I'm, I'm talking about you specifically. What makes you different? Well, hmm. I really do believe in what I do, but I'm sure a lot of other people do as well. I, I would say that as an EOS implementer, I think it's about the process that we take teams through. You know, a lot of those things are one and done. Come to our seminar, come to our webinar, come learn all the tips and tricks. And people come out of those things really energized mm -hmm. and motivated. And then most of it's lost. Mm -hmm. There's no accountability. There's no discipline to make sure that, that, that there's follow through. So we actually, you know, we are in this 90-day world with our clients. We meet with them regularly until they're ready to take the reins and run on their own. And ultimately, that is the goal is to have them graduate out of the process. I even had one of my clients tell me, go, I don't know how anybody would do this without having somebody like you in the room. This because the only reason in the first year that any of this got done was because we're like, oh, we've got that. We're going to see Sherry again in a couple. We've got to get this stuff done. Right. You know, right. It forces them to come prepared to each session. And again, my, I think my background as a teacher has been hugely instrumental. I have my two passions of business and teaching, and basically those have come together in, a, in this perfect career for me to come in and help and coach and facilitate leadership teams to be their best. And I love, love, love what I do. So I do think that, that our process of coming mm -hmm. back around and back around and we're right up in your business all the time until these become habits for you, until you literally have transformed the way you operate your business. And that is exactly what I tell my teams in our kind of first free 90 minute meeting that we have with them is that this is a, a way, a change in the way you operate your business. I need a two year mental commitment from you to stick with us. Mm. But ultimately they can walk away anytime they want. Every session is guaranteed. They don't get value, they don't pay. There's not a lot of risk to our clients coming in. I think that is something that nobody else does. <laughs> Right. If, if at the end of the day yeah. you didn't get value, you it's, don't give me a check and we're done. Yeah, that's very cool. So uh, why don't you tell me where people can find you and pitch your um, pitch your planner? Because I took a look at that. That looks really interesting. <laughs> the perfect planner. Mm. LinkedIn is always an obvious place, but I'm happy to, um, you know, I've got a um, an email address. We've got a couple of websites out there. Um, I don't know what is the easiest for me to share here on this Whatever format. Whatever you um, Sherry. So Sherry Kuhn is easy, pretty much easy to find me at LinkedIn, K-U-H-N. But um, I think the fastest and easiest way to grab me would be through an email. And that would just be Sherry, which is my name, C-H-E-R-I, at traction-advantage.com. Either myself or my fantastic assistant, Sheena, <laughs> would make sure that, that we find a way to connect. Happy to share that. And where, where do they send them? Where do they send the money for the planner? Myperfectplanner.com. Yep, myperfectplanner.com will find you the planner. And that will change your life, right? It, I, if you follow it, mm -hmm. it's just like everything else. Having a gym membership, Randy, isn't enough to get you in shape. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. You actually have to show up and do the work. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no silver bullets. You got to do the work. 
There are no silver bullets or magic pills. You actually have to do the work. It's what separates the really successful from everyone else because they're willing to stick with it, even when it's boring, to have that disciplined approach and consistency in what they do. That is what separates the achievers. That's a great takeaway. Thank you very much for your time. and Thank you, Randy. Yeah, it's been very interesting. Thank you. Well, thanks, Sherry. It's so interesting when we talk to guests who almost accidentally fall into what they're doing these days. And you found a pathway that is so important and so necessary. And I hope that our listeners will take the advice you shared, planning, creating the business you want, living intentionally, it's all interconnected. And I hope our listeners take note. Talk about being interconnected. Kent and I have a website called thoughtpartnergroup.com. We'd love you to go there. On the top right-hand corner, you're going to see a little button that says free assessment. Click on that. Spend a minute of time answering a few questions. We'll spend a minute of our time reading them and responding to you. And if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please click on the subscribe button and maybe even leave a comment. We would love to read the comments. So that's all for today. Hope to talk to you again soon. Bye for now.